conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast to have a hundred episodes. I am Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always, fresh from getting a brand new faucet, it's Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Dan, having a new faucet that doesn't constantly drip has me feeling like a brand new woman. Anna, tell the fan your story. The fan? Well, fan, I came home last night after rehearsal, and you can see directly into the bathroom if the door is open from my front door. And Gage was in there doing what looked to be scrubbing his whole body as though he was going into surgery. Mm -hmm. And I said, is everything okay? What's happening? And he said, and I said, that does not make me feel any better. What is happening? (laughs) And he goes, just go look in the kitchen. Take a look for yourself. And it turns out while Gage was washing the dishes last night, he turned the sink off and went to go do something else to take a break because it's hot and our air con- our apartment is not air conditioned. And the sink backed up. Turns out our pipes and faucet have not been changed out since probably 1960 or something like that not when the ideal. building was first built. And it was rusted out. Yikes. <sighs> yeah, but it's fixed now and everything's okay. That, so we're recording this a day late. Uh, yes. In case anyone's sorry. wondering, that's why Anna I had Dan. a municipal issue. I was fighting for my life in that kitchen, Dan. Okay, I was scared. I fa- the la- uh, the the plumber mm-hmm. who was seventy one years old. God bless his heart. He came in today, and I was like, the apartment is a mess because there are just dishes everywhere. Thankfully, none of them are dirty, but they're everywhere. So just bear with me because we can't (laughs) put them in the sink right now. Oh, no. We were planning on washing all of these. Whoops. Oh, no. You were never intending to wash those dishes. No, Gage washes all our dishes. He constantly goes, oh, I have a dishwasher, but it won't work. (laughs) I hate my life. Um, So... Before we get into the movie, I just you were coming back from rehearsal. The name of the show that you are directing is Matilda. What would Matilda be called if it was instead a key on your keyboard that's next to the one that you don't really use all the time? That maybe when you hit shift, you, you hit it to make a word seem a little more fancy. Or it goes above an N in Spanish a lot of the time. Matilda? Matilda! That's it for the last episode of In that Conclusion. That was very painful for me physically to have to endure. And me mentally. Uh, speaking of painful for me to have to endure, the movie that we are talking about that we promised in like 
the seventh episode or something mm-hmm. that this would mm-hmm. be our 100th episode such young fools thinking oh we'll never hit episode 100 that's Here not a are, real Dan. number it approached us so rapidly my head was spinning it feels like just yesterday when we recorded our first episode and then it took me a month and a half to not edit it and post it anyway <laughs> oh god dan <laughs> movie. i thought you were just doing that for the vibes <laughs> movie we are talking about today is joker Woo! directed by todd phillips written by todd phillips and scott silver starring joaquin phoenix robert de niro zazie beats and francis conroy cinematography by lawrence schur edited by jeff groff music by hilda guandatir oh she is icelandic um, she put her whole you know what into this soundtrack i'll say it ice lussy yeah her whole ice lussy <laughs> uh with a budget of anywhere from 55 to 70 million dollars uh you're it, not sure it made 1.074 billion dollars at the box office you know whose dumbass was at the theater seeing this movie mine yeah mine too Ah, oh, in seventy millimeters. Yesterday, um, seventy millimeters. Mm-hmm. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has an approval rating of sixty-eight percent. Ooh, one shy of perfection. Of seven point three out of ten. Hmm. Joker gives its infamous central character a chillingly plausible origin story that serves as a brilliant showcase for its star and a dark evolution. For comics-inspired cinema. Dun, dun, dun. Now, I just want to pose this question before we even get into it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this is the same Joker in our universe? Like, do you think this is a different universe Joker? Uh, like, because you... I are you so? Saying... Let's say okay. Let's say we have the Heath Leather Joker. Heath Leather. Heath oh, Leather. Lord. You want boots? I can make <laughs> you boots. Come to Heath Leathers. <laughs> You want to know how I got these boots? That's what it would be. These belts. Um. Okay, let me try again. Okay. The Heath Ledger Joker. Okay. I don't think is the same person as this one. No, I think all the Jokers are different. It's just because there's so many interpretations. Like, I think he's the same person, but it's a different universe. So it's, you're waiting for Batman No Way Home. Where we have the multiver, the Mister Megorium's Wonder Emporium of Jokers, where yes. finally we get the crossover between Joaquin Phoenix, Heath Ledger, Caesar Romero, Ooh, from the '60s one, Jack Nicholson, and Jared Leto. Uh, he, I reject him. <laughs> uh, you know, I got posters with Caesar Romero's face on them in my bedroom right now because of Gage and our superhero posters. Yes. Um. Yes, I did see Doctor Strange this weekend, so like maybe that's why I'm thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I saw it over Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> um. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I we were talking about it because like yeah, it's there's just so many different origins for the Joker, mm-hmm. and this is such a realistic one, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like it's the least comic booky to me. Um, yeah, I think so. 
I still don't think it's all that realistic, but we will get into that. You got me messed up. Um, but so some more, I guess, metatextual things about it. Do, do mm-hmm. you remember the media hype surrounding like Joker's going to make people kill people? Yeah, because people people are like that was one of the things I can't remember what I was looking at for Joker while I was watching it. And it came up immediately. It was like the director talking about the controversy surrounding the movie. And I'm like, there's only controversy there because of when it was released. If it had been released at the same time as King of Comedy or, you know, before school shootings really became a major thing mm-hmm. or just public shootings became such an issue, yes. it wouldn't have been a problem. It's the same as so many movies that came before it. It's only different because of when it was released. Yeah, and the the political climate in which it was mm-hmm. released also. Um, I just remember watching i was at my parents house and they were watching the 10 o'clock news on nbc5 because that is their station of choice and one of the news reports was about how chicago police feared that joker the release of joker would lead to mass incidents of violence in the city and i'm like it sounds like you're hoping for this like you're hyping it up so there will be something and you see they got their their pitchforks are waiting under their desks ready to get out there. And I I feel like, I mean, that was something people were saying. I remember I was afraid to go see the movie because I thought I was going to like, this is so I've told you this. I'm freaked out when I see a movie and somebody's there by themselves. Mm -hmm. It really gives me anxiety. You would not have liked to have been in a theater with me in the summer of 2019. (sighs) You and Gage that same summer, both of you worked (laughs) in a movie theater and you both saw movies all the time, if I remember correctly. Didn't you work at one, too? Uh, no, I worked at the Safe House, which owned, oh, is that's owned by right. Marcus, so I could go to a bunch of movies, so I'd just bike that's over right. there. Yep. It was the same situation, though. Gage worked at a Marcus Theater, and he'd see movies all the time. Mm-hmm. You two are two creeps in the same creepy cloth. Two creeps in a crod. Yes. To use the common saying. Um, but, of course, yeah, there was no violence. No, because... Nothing happened. Dude, come on, people. It's um, like, this is one of those times where something bad, something horrible happened one time, and now it's ruining things going forward for others. Mm-hmm. What I, I'm not trying to sound insensitive, obviously, like, going back to the Dark Knight shooting in, in Colorado, and that's so devastating, so sad to this day. Yes. And I think people, I mean, it, it, it's just so weird to me because like, it's a movie. You should be able to go see a movie about literally anything to be able to escape whatever and not have it affect your everyday life. Mm -hmm. But they're kind of right. Like there is always that fear that somebody's going to take it too far. Yeah. I think the hype, the extra fear is there because of the specific batman related shooting in the past yes you know what i mean because there's plenty of shooting movies out there i mean every single action movie has a freaking gun in it Mm -hmm. but i don't know um so joker was nominated for 
11 Academy Awards. Yeah, because it was a good movie. And it won two. It won Best Actor and Best Original Score. Uh, the yeah, ones that it lost. Those two popped off. Best Picture, mm-hmm. it lost to Parasite. Best Director, yeah. it lost to Parasite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, it lost to Jojo Rabbit. Oh, pop off. Pop off. Um, Best Sound Mixing and Best Sound Editing, it lost to 1917 and Ford vs. Ferrari. Oh, boo. Okay, calm down. <laughs> you're You're hurting my inner dad. You and my grandmother liked that movie. Defend yourself. Which one? Ford vs. Ferrari or 1917? Because I loved both of them. Ford vs. Ferrari. Uh, it lost... Wasn't Matt Damon in that? Yeah, Matt Damon and mm. Christian Bale. Batman. Mm. It lost Best Cinematography to 1917. Best Makeup and Hairstyling to Bombshell. Remember that movie? No. It's about the Fox News oh. hosts. Oh. Why did I think it was about Marilyn Monroe? I, because her nickname was the Blonde Bombshell. Yeah. Mm. It lost Best Costume Design to Little Women. And it lost Best Film Editing to Ford vs. Ferrari. Ugh. Well, it's not like there was a really a clean sweep of anything. All the awards were pretty evenly split, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, Parasite won Picture, Director, and Screenplay. Um, Yeah, but three out of 11. Okay. You're really, you're going to bat shelf. for these awards. Like, it's not that bad. It's fine. I'm acting, Still some. <laughs> I'm acting like I have a shelf of 20 Academy Awards. Yeah. You're That's also acting like you're on the, you have a chance to win an Oscar if you defend it enough. Yeah. Maybe I do, Dan. <laughs> maybe Oscar himself is outside my door. There was a secret executive produced by Anna Otto. Mm-hmm. Credit listed there. I'm so rich that they don't credit me. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to be credited. Um, So this was the first time that I watched Joker since seeing it in theaters. Me too. And I just want to read you immediately after I saw Joker, I was reading Michael Phillips review of it. Mm hmm. And I don't think I'll be able to access the review right now because I don't have a Chicago Tribune. Oh, no, I do. Okay. Um, Okay. So, I did not like this movie when I saw it in theaters. Yes, I recall. Um, And... Oh, I'm reading the review, and he gave it one and a half stars out of four. That's it? Yeah. Well, that seems like too much. Um, Dan! <laughs> oh, I, I'm so, I should have looked this up beforehand because there was a quote in here that I remember that it was like, this dour movie just rolls on and on and on. Um, I am flabbergasted. And I agree with it. Um, I Well, while you look that up, may mm-hmm. I say how I feel? Yes. I had a great time again. It made me sad. It made me feel very emotional. Um, I knew the twist this time, obviously, so it wasn't quite as jarring to me. You know, I love a good twist. Mm -hmm. Um, And having just watched King of Comedy and 
Taxi Driver, but mostly King of Comedy, it was so interesting to see how that really... W- I mean, I you said it was officially stated as a influence? Yeah, it, it is bordering... It's so obvious. It's bordering on plagiarism. Yeah, like right down to the thing where he's like pretending to be on the show. It mm-hmm. It's so obvious. I liked it. I mean... Again, it's set in a different realm, so it's not identical, but it's still, yeah. Having watched the two back-to-back, it's almost like I watched the same movie twice, but because this one took place in Gotham and was themed after superheroes, I liked it more. Okay. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I like a good superhero. So at the end of Michael Phillips' review, Mm -hmm. this is what he says. I wonder if Joker came together with Phoenix in the lead because one first-rate actor wanted to test his mettle against what another first-rate actor, Heath Ledger, did with the role in an infinitely better DC Comics-derived picture, The Dark Knight. The shot of Ledger leaning out of a speeding car, feeling the breeze in his ratty hair after another round of killing, it's recycled twice in Joker. The stand-up comedy angle comes from the King of Comedy, but also, and first, from Alan Moore and Brian Boland's graphic novel, Batman, The Killing Joke. Years later, author Moore recanted his efforts, saying, I don't think it's a very good book. It's not saying anything very interesting. He may as well have been reviewing Joker. 1.5. People take themselves far too seriously. Can't you just have a good time? Um... And okay, so watching it again a second time, mm-hmm. I equally did not like this. Dan, what about the twist? I were you not twisted? I was not twisted. I wasn't twisted in the theater. I was like, that's dumb. And then watching again, Ugh. I'm like, that's dumb. A lot of my issues with this movie are how it is a completely unrealistic world that we're supposed to believe in, and even if we believe in it, there's nothing for us to attach ourselves to. And also, it's dumb and doesn't say anything. It's a message piece with no message. The message is... Joker bad. The message is if you shut down... Like, there are messages that could be there, but they didn't build on them. Like, if you shut down social services, the world will go to shit. Sure. I mean, That's not yeah. the message that they intended, though. The message that they intended is... You... This guy... Don't... Don't... Don't share bad stand-up. The world is mean. We know that. The world is mean. We know that. That's not saying anything. That's like saying the sky is blue. Yeah, the world is mean. (laughs) The world isn't as mean as the movie makes it out to be, though. Okay. Have you ever seen a group of teenage hoodlums steal a clown's going out of business sign, and then when he catches up to them, they just kick him? For minutes. No, but I am afraid of teens. So okay. I try I'm, that's to avoid fair. them. I, I am. Can't. <laughs> I love my teens at Matilda, so that's different. Mm-hmm. But a regular teen on the street, I'm crossing. <laughs> crossing. I, I live near a high school. And <gasps> my worst nightmare. I tend to go either to Target or to mm-hmm. the YMCA around the time that school lets out. Uh, and mm-hmm. the high school is literally next to the YMCA, and the target mm-hmm. is one block further. You don't mm-hmm. understand how terrifying it is to walk into Target 
as 45 teenagers because there's a starbucks in the target 45 yeah. teenagers come in there and do their after school routine which involves walking the aisles and prowling no stay out of the target i went to target today and i got myself a starbucks mm -hmm. in my little reusable cup which i'm currently drinking water out of look at you but i went at 8 30 a.m and so there were no teens not a teen in sight that's good I'd be kind mm -hmm. of scared if there were teens there at 8.30 and it's not a holiday. Yeah, I'd be like, why aren't you in school? And they'd be like, why are you talking to me, young woman? Shouldn't you be in Early. school? No. <laughs> I'm an adult. They'd be like, don't you have a Joker to watch? <laughs> um, so I watched this on Monday. Mm-hmm. And no, actually, I watched it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So did I. And I have been upset this whole week. Dan! <laughs> I I just can't get down with the sadness. I, wah, wah. I like... It's not I like sadness. This. I know, it's, it's frustration. Sickness. Oh, oh. <laughs> there are 800 other universes where this is a good movie. We this are in the one, one where it's bad. Okay, Doctor Strange, settle down. We watched I... Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy, <laughs> and so did Todd Bad Phillips. Movies. And he's like a 12-year-old who saw a bunch of stuff that he thought was cool and looked cool and was like, I'm going to make that in my movie. But when 12-year-olds do it, they're using their camcorder and it's in their backyard. When he That's does true. it, he has $70 million to do it, and it still doesn't affect you at all. Oh my goodness, I can tell I'm not going to get through to you. I just had fun. I thought it was a good time. I thought it was sad. I thought, you know, I hope people watch this movie and they're like, wow, this is scary because it's possible. You know, that's I like things that are scary because it's possible for them to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I like this one. Because, like, the whole idea of the Joker, like, I think he dyes his skin. I can't remember if he dyes his skin or if he jumps into a vat of acid. I know he pushes Harley oh, Quinn in into the, a Oh, in the comics acid. or like in the... Oh, I'm talking about story. in the comics. Sorry. Yeah, I think he died. He, he, he falls into a vat of acid. Yeah, because I know he pushes white. Harley Quinn into a vat of acid. That's not realistic. I'm not having a good time. So you can't... Okay, wait. Try to unravel You're, that yarn, Dan. Yeah. There's so much to unpack there. You I can't get behind any other portrayal of the Joker because they're not realistic. Okay, no, that's not true. I just like this one the most because it's realistic. You like this more than Heath Ledger's Joker? I know you're going to say I yes. I don't want to get canceled, <laughs> but yeah, I do. I like Heath Ledger. Heath... How, how many times am I going to say Heath Ledger? Uh, Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. Heath Ledger. <sighs> I'm struggling with names tonight, Dan. I like Heath Ledger's Joker. But he's more classic. Not goofy. Okay. Like original 1960s TV show. Mm -hmm. But he's more classic Joker. Just chaotic. Yes. I Introduce like a little anarchy. As he says. Thank you. Yes. Lick You're lip. Welcome. Lick lip. I like when I can see, like, part of the reason why my favorite Disney villain is Gaston is because he's the most realistic of all the villains. That's not true. 
Mulan's dad. He, he's not, not a villain. He's not? No. But he's misogynist. He's just an elderly <laughs> man with a bad leg. <laughs> Damn, the year was like two. Of course he was a misogynist. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, I get it. I understand why mm-hmm. you like this one more. I'm not going to... It's an opinion, so you can't be right or wrong. Thank you. Definitionally. I am correct, but thank you. Let's get into it. Okay, let's do it. We start at the beginning. It is canonically 1980. Mm -hmm. Good year, good year. And Joaquin Phoenix is a clown. It is. It's 1981. He is a clown. He works for a clown for hire company called Ha Ha's. Hate it. My favorite strip club. He has no severe depression, but he finds some form of optimism by performing for others and trying to make people laugh. I don't like this movie because it's a cracked mirror of myself. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Not the reflection looking right back at you. He is oh, advertising damn. for a store's going out of business sale. Uh, mm-hmm. Dances, waves a sign around. Not as good as the progressive commercials, but you know, it's he's fine. <laughs> My favorite one of the progressive commercials is where the son is holding the sign and the dad's running a marathon yeah. and he runs past the son <laughs> and he's like, "I'm so glad you're here." And the son is like, "I have to be here. This is where I work." <laughs> that one gets me. That one cracks me up. That, that anyway, is, that's the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one day, Arthur, who is dancing, waving his sign around, uh, he gets mm. jumped by a group of punk teens. They steal his sign, and he has to chase them into an alley after weaving his way through traffic. When he catches up to them, he's like, hey, can I have my sign back? They smash the sign against his face and then kick him while he's down. Kick, Classic. kick, 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 kick. And this is where my first issue with it comes. As I mentioned before... This is supposed to be a realistic world. There has Mm -hmm. never been a time in history where a group of teens, after stealing a sign, then decide, we're going to kill this clown. You don't spend enough time in the mean streets of Milwaukee, Dan. You don't live... You're not even in Milwaukee anymore. Uh, uh. No. You are outside (laughs) of city limits. I am in the suburbs. That is confirmed and correct. However, I am hiding from teenagers almost daily. Uh, So I I don't have any reason to root for any. Like, I get that Joker is a designated protagonist. He's not a Mm -hmm. hero. Oh, I don't root for him. But I have nothing to root for. I well, I root for the ending of the movie because I don't want to be in this world. Dan, you're not supposed to root for anyone, I don't think. That's not true. I did, to... I did root for Mark Maron's brief appearance. Which one is he? He is He's the producer with the mustache. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. He's the only one I care about. Okay, uh, well. So Arthur goes to a social worker because uh, that's where he gets his meds. And to talk about his mental health issues, uh, where, like I do, he goes through his joke book and tries to test out some jokes on her. Dan, please tell me you're not calling your therapist up just to give her your new material. 
hi, therapist. What's the deal with airplane food? Oh, God, I would hang up and be like, time to call my therapist. (laughs) So on the bus ride home, there is a small child who looks at Arthur and Arthur makes silly faces to make the Mm -hmm. child laugh. And then second issue with the movie comes up. His mom turns and goes, will you stop annoying my kid? Yeah, she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> like, when she does her line, I'm like, ma'am, that was mean for right? literally no reason. Also, ma'am, of the parents that I know with young mm-hmm. children, do you know how relieved they would be to just have a break for five oh, seconds yeah. where someone else is entertaining their kid? Oh, yeah. I feel like if I had a kid and somebody was joking around like on the bus with my kid, I'd turn and look and I'd like smile like, ha ha ha. Hi. Yeah. That's it. Like, so long as they're not like trying to grab the kid or something. Oh my but God. Yeah. He as is long making, as they're not trying to abduct him. He's like sticking his fingers in his mouth and making silly faces. Yeah. Everybody does that when they see a little baby. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't see any issue with the way he's acting. Like he's just goofing around. He's not even saying words to the kid. Like, She's she's a bitch. Full stop. Thank you. <laughs> so Arthur starts to laugh uncontrollably. And then he hands her a card that says he has a mental condition that makes him laugh this way because he has mm-hmm. severe brain damage. Just like I do after having watched it. Dan! <laughs> Please hand this card back. How many of these zingers do I have to live through? These are all the ones that I tested on my therapist. Okay. Well, you got 44 they more. approved them. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, it's, I'm not saying she approved them. I just tested them. Oh, great. And this she's not... still on the phone with her therapist to this moment talking yes. about it. This has not been Underwriters Laboratory approved. It's mm-hmm. not safe. It's going to start a house fire. It's like jokes oh, are so hot. Lord. Arthur goes back to his apartment where he lives with his mother, the Penny. She's sick with what? Being old. After dinner, they sit and watch a talk show hosted by Murray Franklin, aptly titled The Murray Franklin Show. Um, it's really the Rupert Pipkin show. Yeah. Uh, so Arthur imagines We've himself. Come full circle. Yeah. He imagines himself on the show having a conversation. He yells, I love you, Murray. And then Murray, like, stops the show and brings Arthur down. And everybody loves him when they bring him they down. They fall in love and kiss the end. Yeah. Uh, they make love on six of the seven continents. They did not get the chance nice. to go to South America. Um, oh, yeah. Twist. Didn't think that'd be the one that they skipped out no. on, right? No, absolutely not. So in his fantasy, Arthur says, tells everyone he takes care of his mother. The audience is charmed. Um, mm-hmm. They share an embrace and Arthur sees him as a dad. He's being welcomed Aww. by his dad because he doesn't have a oh, dad. Nice. Also, Penny used to work for Thomas Wayne, who we are mm-hmm. we later learn is the father of a child. Don't know who. Actually, his name is Bruce. He says that, but don't mm-hmm. know why that's of any importance. Um, and she's obsessed yeah. with him because she's trying to get him to better their living situation because he's a good man. And I hear thousands of Elon Musk stands echoing in the distance. Stop. I will never stand Elon Musk. He's trash. Do I think that Amber Heard beat him and that's not okay and ex- or acceptable by any means? I do. However, I still think he's booty. I think you are conflating two people. No, 
because he and Amber Heard dated too, and there's pictures of him with bruises on his face. So I'm saying that. Oh, I didn't know that. He dated Amber Heard. She beat him. They broke up. She got with Johnny Depp. She beats Johnny Depp. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't. Are this you is, shook? I'm very I'm a shook. Lawyer honestly, now. you're. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I'm lawyering. You learned from the school of TikTok. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what of it? There's a guy that I pops up on my TikTok from time to time, and mm-hmm. it's people just ask him like really incriminating questions. Mm-hmm. Like, where would I? Where would be a good place to bury a body so I don't get found? And he responds uh-huh. by sighing, and he's like. I'm not your lawyer. I can't answer these questions for you. And he's just so tired. He's weary. Yeah, he, that's perfect world. Mm. Uh, so at HaHa's, Arthur is given a gun by his co-worker, Tall Bald Man. Why are we giving anyone guns? Why? We shouldn't I, be having guns. They're not pieces of gum. You don't just give somebody a gun. <laughs> Chew on this. It's a Glock. I went to my local sporting goods store today to purchase a mm-hmm. swim cap because in order to swim at the YMCA, you need to be either completely bald or wearing a swim cap. You're and such I am square. at least five years away from that first option. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, they have a gun section there. In I California? was really surprised by the, Yeah, in, in California. That's very Wisconsinite of them. I know. They didn't even have a gun section at the, well, they don't have them at Dick's, so that would explain no, they don't it. That would be where I went, and that's why I support Dick's. You you went to Dick's, and they had a gun store? No, it's California? Big Five Sports, but I was saying oh, Wisconsin, the sporting goods store, didn't have it. Yeah, that's why you went to somebody named Big Five store. <laughs> and the Big Five are guns, God, Jesus, and friends. And gefilte and, fish. It's Jewish. Oh, store. I was gonna say gabir. <laughs> so uh, he's given the gun after he hears about a mugging incident. The mugging incident. His uh, mugging incident. Yeah, sure. Arthur doesn't want to take it, but he's relieved, but because firearms are outlawed at work, but his confidence grows when he receives the weapon. Like me after I receive one compliment. Correct. I just recently re-listened to our Fault in Our Stars episode, and you were getting too many compliments. I was sick of it. <laughs> That's why we haven't had a guest on in a while. Mm-hmm. My ego has Guests are banned uh, from complimenting Dan. So he's confronted by his boss, and he's like, he points him to the sign, uh, well, he actually doesn't point to the sign. He tells him he can't have a gun at work, but then also is like, where's the sign? You stole it. Take the money out of your paycheck. And everyone's like, mm-hmm, fine. Oh, do you know? Wait, no, I'm skipping ahead. When mm-hmm. he's in the boss's office and they're like, you're... Nope, 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 I'm skipping ahead. Never mind. Okay. Don't want to spoil it. No. Nope. Well, because so, I'm thinking of the hospital scene. Yeah. Um uh, mm-hmm. Arthur, when he goes back to his apartment, in the elevator, he meets up with his single mother named Sophie, uh, played by Zazie Beetz, a name. She's very pretty. She's very pretty, and she has such a fun name to say. She does. Do you think it's a stage name? I don't. Mm. I have no idea. That's just my thought. Mm. Okay. 
so she is polite to him. Uh, first mistake. And yeah. What do we all know here, Dan? What is politeness not equal to? Love. Correct. Thank you. I have some letters I need to go intercept. Oh. oh. <laughs> Dan. The man at the big five was nice. No. Did he sell you a gun? <laughs> he gave it to me. For free? One with every purchase of a swim cap. Yeah, and then my boss called me and he said that I needed to return a sign. And he was yep. docking it out of my pay. It's happening, Dan. It's correct, coming, Arthur Fleck. Nobody's laughing now. <sighs> so Ar Arthur is trying to be nice, but he appears awkward and strange around her. Uh, but then they start spending more time together. Um, and he spends a whole day with her, uh, including going to a comedy club uh, because Arthur watches comedians perform to gain some insight. But he feels awkward and out of place because his laughter is obviously not real. And he laughs after everybody stops laughing. Like a weirdo. I'll bully this man. I don't care. I don't know how I feel. I just have feelings. That's all. <laughs> no, no vibes. No thoughts. Just feelings. Uh, Amen. That's the opposite of what I want. Yeah. So Arthur goes to a, the comedy club again and he is going to perform. Uh, it is an open mic. He performs after... Sam Morrill, who is an actual comedian, oh, who I, know I follow on TikTok because that's how I spend 90% of my time. Whoa. Uh, the other 10% is romancing the big five man. And he gets so nervous that he just starts uncontrollably laughing and can barely speak. He starts going off on his routine. It's not very funny. It's very depressing. Basically, yeah. he's beaten. Um, it's kind of like Rupert's routine, but without any of the punchlines. There were no punchlines in Rupert's routine. That there, made me sad, There too. were plenty of punchlines in Rupert's routine. Oh, I was out here feeling uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> uh, so, Sophie is in the audience, and she's the only person laughing at his jokes, uh, which gives him the comfort to continue. Moral of the story, ladies, if your man is bombing, stop laughing. Get him off stage quicker. Amen. And I say that because men are stupid and will just keep going if one person even gives them positive affirmation, as evidenced by a hundred previous episodes. That's fair. Um, I was going to say, has Anna ever had to get the big shepherd's hook and get you off a stage before? Um, no, I am very good at staying under time. Okay, Dan. <laughs> I am given a tight five. My set is seven minutes, so they just flash the light and I'm like, I'm going to stop talking. Amen. So I don't finish it. Uh, no one has ever heard my big punchline. Oh. It is, what's the deal with airplane food? No, I would boo you off the <laughs> stage immediately. Next day, Arthur goes to entertain children at a children's hospital. He this brought his cringe. gun. Cringe. Falls out. He picks it up, scrambles. I hear the Benny Hill music playing as he does it. Oh, God. I hear just awkwardness. Just discomfort. Just the sound of the air conditioner from the office when they would have the shots of people just reacting to Michael saying something horribly offensive. Yeah, literally me in my apartment. It's uh, so uh, awkward. Like, what would you do in real life if that happened? What would you think? Because I'd probably scream, Dan. I'd go, whoa, man. 
What you doing with that? Yeah, is that what you'd say? This isn't a big five. Oh. <laughs> I would go, oh. Um. What the fuck? I was, okay, so I don't think I've ever told anyone this story before. But mm-hmm. the summer after my senior year of high school, I was at um, my friend's house where, like, ten or so of us were hanging out in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of someone who I was not all that close of friends with shows up, and they brought a bunch of people, including a guy who I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was funny. He was telling jokes, stuff like that. And you um, immediately puffed up thought, your chest like a bird. Enemy. I must fight him. <laughs> I walked up to him and I went, what's the deal with airplane food? Oh, God. Uh, and then he but ran away crying. At some point, I don't even know why this happened, but like he like he was telling a joke and then like he pulled up his shirt and it looked like he had a gun in his waistband. Absolutely not. It was after the initial shock of it, I realized it was a plastic fake gun, but I was like, that's My reaction was just like, what? A plastic gun is still weird. And also, this was in the suburbs. This was very odd. I just remembered this because of what you said your reaction was. And I was thinking, what would my reaction be? Oh, my reaction was, what? Yeah. Gage's cousin's fiance used to be a cop, and one time he came up to Milwaukee, and we went to do an escape room, and he goes, are they going to pat me down when we go in there? And I was like, no, why the fuck would they do that? He goes, <laughs> hmm, okay, well, just in case, can I put my gun in under your seat? And I was like, you're what? He had had a gun on him the whole time. Fight or flight. Flight. I was scared. I was like, you are not bringing that into my apartment. But he did, and it was fine. It just scared me. So I'm not Arthur, a gun gal. No, I am also not a gun gal. Uh, good for us. Good gun. A lot of G's there. Arthur gets mm-hmm. fired. Um, he breaks the time clock on his way out, which I'm like, maybe he does some good things. He, uh, yeah. Uh, he. Uh, when I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, I was like, hmm. It makes a lot of sense considering I asked my mom. So as we all know, I got let go. From a job a while back. Mm-hmm. And I told my mom I didn't understand why everybody like gets so weird when people are let go from jobs. And she's like, well, because not everybody just takes it and leaves. Some people flip out. And that's all I could think about while I was watching. So I was like, he's the reason why we need security guards to escort people out when they get let go from jobs. Oh, I'm happy that your reaction wasn't, I should have done that. No, no, I'm past my crazy phase. Thank you. Yay, we love growth. Um, yeah. I mean, my um, crazy face was never even that crazy. It was like calling someone and yelling at them, and it was usually my ex-boyfriends. But it's fine. Sure. Uh, on the train ride Don't home. Judge me. Don't judge me, Dan. <laughs> Arthur shares the train car with three young, drunk Wall Street types. Oh, God, I hate, hate Young, drunk Wall Street types, especially after I read American Psycho. Yeah. Three American Psychos. Um, they are harassing a woman. Um, he starts laughing, and that draws the attention of the men, um, who then approach him. And because they are all hopefuls to be in Stephen Sondheim's 
Sunday the music? Park with George? I don't no, know. No, it's a little night music, Dan. Sorry. And you oh. call yourself a theater appreciator. Appreciator. Mm. Emphasis on the tour. Um, tour. They're singing Send in the Clowns. Um, I turned to Gage. I know. I turned to Gage. I was like, I'm surprised that they know this song because I barely know this song. He's like, well, Anna, in the 80s, it was more popular than it is now. Not that popular. I was like, not with the... Not with the freaking Wall Street boys. They should have sung Tears of a Clown instead. That was actually Ooh, a song a that people know. that's a great song. And then one of them does the, the high flute part in the background. That would have been me. So, they because we're supposed to believe this is the real world, they start beating Arthur up, as you do. Classic. And Arthur fights back in self-defense. And then he pulls out the gun and shoots two of them dead. Last guy little, runs out um, of it. A little intense. A little, a little, like, yes, he was being beat up, but the retribution is maybe not equivalent there. Maybe, maybe he could have, like, shot to, to hurt, not shot to kill. Is that controversial to say? Um, It's not controversial to say. All that I know is that whenever... I hear people suggest that the rebuttal is always people are trained to kill because it's a lot harder to aim to hurt than it is to aim for the big middle part of the body. No, it's not. Just aim for their leg. You know how skinny your legs are compared to how big your torso is? Yeah, but some people got thick legs, you know, thick thighs. <laughs> or like Anyone who's double cheeked up. It's over. Easy to if aim you... to injure. If you come at me and you're double cheeked up, just know game over, okay? <laughs> I'll get you. Uh, so one of them runs out of the train, and after a brief moan of a game of cat and joker, um, he shoots at monsters. Retreating into the nearby public bathroom after a moment of frantic contemplation. That was a trigger for me, just Arthur, now that phrase. Arthur, a near public bathroom. Uh, frantic running into a, yeah, running into a public bathroom in a moment of frantic comp- contemplation. That's me. Every <laughs> in a moment life. of frantic compensation. That's just that, that, too. B- that booth that shoots money up from the ground and you need to catch it. Oh, God, those are so <laughs> stressful. I was thinking about those the other day. Do you know what the, the best way to do it is? To wait till this machine is off? You lift your shirt up and you catch it in your shirt because it will blow stuff into your shirt oh okay next time i'm in one of those i'll have to remember that dan wear a really baggy shirt the next time you go to a county fair i'll wear this dress i'm wearing one of those halara dresses dear listeners from tiktok and underneath is like a complete bodysuit so Mm. i'll just lift the dress up perfect Mm -hmm. uh so arthur sees himself in the mirror and he's dancing he starts to dance. And I'm he like, so why? disgustingly this is thin. Mm-hmm. He is rail thin. He is. It gives me discomfort to see a man that skinny, to see anyone that skinny. When he stands up and his ribs are like concave, it hurts my stomach to try and do that just by sucking my stomach in. I can't even mm-hmm. imagine. Uh, so, Arthur, he hides the gun and returns to his apartment. Um, and he kisses Sophie because he's confident now. Don't they freak? I probably. It's assumed. Yeah. I assumed that they fucked. He pulls out his gun. And she's immediately 
turned on. No, uh, that was a euphemism. Oh. I did. Taking that I'm one out of the joke there. book. I'm not there. I didn't get it. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> so news of the murders spread. Some people see it as an attack on the wealthy. Others support the act. Thomas oh, Wayne God. calls the lower class clowns. It's a cracked mirror. We live in a society, man. Oh, Gage says we live in a society all the time. That is the message of this movie. We live in a society. Uh, the real message of the movie is the top review on Letterboxd, which is, this happened to my buddy Eric. That's the whole review. <laughs> uh, so, the lower class embrace being called clowns and soon they will be taking over the city in clown masks and i'm like similar to uh, regardless of the situation i wish or i would have become very wealthy had i been a flag maker uh about 10 weeks ago when people were what? buying ukrainian flags oh yeah you're right you're right right i was for a second i was like did i miss something dan's talking about flags out of nowhere now i got it you're right you're right Anytime yeah. a crisis happens, if you're a flag maker, rich. Right? You see, if you could see the future and just, like, get a flash of a country, and you start making flags for that, you're good to go. Because I'm certain 90% of the profits of the flags that people bought did not go to support people in Ukraine. Oh, no. I'm sure they didn't unless they were directly connected to a Ukrainian cause. Yeah. No. They went to... Some company in China that drop ships. Yep. Um, so anyway, if you're looking to start the newest side hustle, join my masterclass, Flag Making 101. Um, so Arthur cleans out his locker at Ha Ha's, um, and he confronts Randall, the tall bald man. Uh, I keep no saying thanks. that because there is also the short bald man, uh, yes. who is looks ju like a mini me version of Randall. Yeah, he does. Um, after confronting him, he leaves high-spirited and free, and we hear that clown rioters are protesting through the city and wreaking havoc, condemning the higher privileged. Wait, what is, is this the part when Arthur leaves and he go, he spray paints out the don't forget to smile, he spray paints out the forget to, so it just says don't smile? Yes. Because <laughs> that's kind of a mood. That is what a 14-year-old who just got a bad grade on their biology test, goes into their drama class and angrily draws that on the board. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. So Arthur finds Penny's, one of Penny's letters to Thomas, which indicates that Arthur is Thomas's son. Gasp, gasp, gasp. We're all screaming. He then goes to Wayne Manor where he meets his half-brother, the young Bruce Wayne. He... Which... Ugh. This is an uncomfortable scene. He performs a magic trick for Bruce and then sticks his hands through the gate and forces Bruce to smile. Yeah, maybe it's because of COVID, but I was watching that and I was like, not the unwashed hands of a stranger. Well, we know that you're not Jesus. Yeah. Jesus welcomes the unwashed. Anna, Listen. the Judas of this podcast, sends no. them away. I just want to say... Did I ever tell you about the time I went to church and the lady who was reading the uh, story of the Passion must have been nervous and she called Judas Judaeus? Yes, you did. 
Yeah, I think about that a lot. Uh, so seeing this, Alfred comes to intervene. He's like, yo, what the fuck? Get out of here. Alfred kind of fine. Right? Mm-hmm. Al- Alfred so far is the only character I'm rooting for. Because he calls Fair. out the I'm creep. always rooting for Alfred. Uh, so he says, he talks about his mother and his, her involvement with Thomas. Alfred says he remembers her, but she's lying. And then Arthur attacks and nearly strangles Alfred through the bars. But when he notices Bruce watching, he gets a hold of himself and flees the premises. I feel like Arthur goes from chill to no chill in like two seconds yeah. in terms of this movie. Like he starts out pretty good and then he gets the gun and it's all over. Um, I mean, he still did have that whole laughing thing. True. I just feel like there's not as much of a buildup, even though I do like this movie. I'm just noticing it now that we're talking about it. I like that you have to... Uh, clarify every criticism that you have with, but I still like the movie. It's clear that you like the movie. Okay, good. You're allowed to criticize things that you like. No, I will never speak ill of anything I love, except for Gage. (laughs) I only speak ill of that which I love. Oh. Gage is a fool. Gage (gasps) is a coward. Oh, Coming for your mans. You're in love with him? Um, I didn't not say that. <gasps> oh my god, I love this, even though you're trying to steal my boyfriend. Send me the clown. <gasps> Isn't it rich? <laughs> so, that night, Thomas is at a screening of Charlie Chaplin's Modern Times, and Arthur infiltrates the theater by impersonating an usher. We are to assume that he beat up an usher who was relatively the same size and stole his clothes? Classic. Classic comedy. I guess I just assumed that he was volunteering. No, this man doesn't know how to volunteer. I was putting in um, one bit of hope for Arthur in that moment. I just was like, oh, good for him volunteering at the movie theater. Write this fan fiction. Arthur volunteers. I will. It's just about him being a ticket taker. Yes. Ripping stubs. Uh, So... He confronts him in the bathroom and Arthur mentions Penny and Thomas remembers her. And he says that Penny used to work for her, but she is delusional and there's no way Arthur is his son. Moreover, Penny never said that told Arthur that he is adopted. Uh, And then Arthur reacts to this by uncontrollably laughing. And then Thomas, who is defensive at being laughed towards, I guess, uh, Punches Arthur in the face and has him thrown out of the building. He is aggressive. He is. Uh, this is, once Not again... A vibe. In what world do people react by fighting all this much? Rich people. All I the don't, time. No, no, no. Rich people... Rich people get other people to fight for them. And say that and it's in their true. best interest to fight with each other. That's um, true. So Arthur returns home and then he slams his head into the fridge... Then climbs in the fridge, and I'm like, I don't give a shit. I wish I could climb into my fridge right now. You can. Do no, what he there's did. food in there. He just threw the stuff out. Okay, well, I'd like to eat the stuff that's in there. We went to the groceries. Well, we weren't allowed to cook yesterday, so... Or, I mean, today. So I have food in there that's waiting to be eaten. Remember 
about two years ago when we did Back to the Future. And we were like, mm-hmm. the original time machine was a fridge, but they were afraid about kids going into the fridge and locking themselves oh, yeah. in there. I forgot about that. No fear today. Mm-mm. Apparently, either we think kids have become smarter, fridges have become easier to escape, or, and I think this is the true one, kids have become replaceable. I was going to say that maybe people were hoping that kids weren't going to watch this movie. Why? Because it's rated R? Yeah. Did you just flip Gage off? Off screen? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you. You were looking out of the corner of your eye, and then very subtly you just stuck up a middle finger like you were trying to scratch your face, but it was like, no, I saw that. What was that, Gage? I forgot that you could see that for a second. Maybe I was off screen, but... Because I was looking at him coming out of the bathroom, and I just, it's just a habit. It's how we say we love each other. Don't, don't spread that, don't try and spread that outside without clarifying first. Uh, no. Just throwing up middle fingers to people passing him on the street. Lord above, can you imagine? Trying to start world peace, here's my middle finger. Bada bing, bada boom. Um. The next day, two detectives go to Arthur's apartment and question him about the subway murders um, because he was wearing makeup. They knew Arthur lost his job. That's why Mm -hmm. you have security escort Anna out when she gets let go. Stop! No! I'm a good girl. Just Uh, because I wear makeup doesn't mean anything. Never say the sentence, I'm a good girl, again. I'm a good girl. Name that musical. Saturday in the Park with George. Sunday in the park, with, Monday in the park with George. All the days of the week in the park with George. Thirteen. Going on thirty with George. No, just thirteen. <laughs> Seven. I'm ignoring six? you. Six. What's the name of the no. musical? It's six, right? There is six. Yeah, but there's a movie called Seven. Yeah, with um, Brad Pitt and the box. Um, Yar. So Penny falls ill and gets hospitalized. Sophie visits Arthur as he tends to his mother. And then in the hospital, he sees Murray's TV show play a clip from his stand-up routine, which is like, ooh, cool. But Murray only played it to mock Arthur. Sad, sad. This is not a real world. In what world do they play a clip of someone bombing in a stand-up set? Y'all ever fucking watch Tash.0 or something like that? I'm sure they would have done that on that show. Those are submitted by the the people in the videos all right don't let it slide <laughs> uh so arthur gets a phone call from a rep for Murray's show and he is invited on as a guest then arthur accepts he studies other interviews on the show and arthur decides to commit suicide in front of the live studio audience hate that make them laugh if you want to watch a better version watch network no. that's the plot of network it is no 1976. Great movie. Uh, you know it's great because it's almost 50 years old and I don't watch anything in color. That's true. You don't. It's in color. It's 76. Things it were lost still best black picture and white in the 70s sometimes, weren't they? Uh, not really. Really low budget stuff was. Yeah. <laughs> Justify yourself. I can't. Uh, So Arthur then goes to Arkham Asylum, and unfortunately the movie doesn't just end there. It keeps going. Uh, He talks to a clerk 
Brian Tyree Henry wasted. Um, uh, yeah, he's hilarious, and they didn't use him for any funny. Right? I loved him in Eternals. And Atlanta, he's great. Yeah, but I've never watched that. I liked Eternals, though. You're the, you're the person who liked Eternals. We found the one. Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> what do you think about the vibes? How much? How much did you love Kingo? I just, I think that is Kumail's character's name. I just remember there is a character named Kingo that I'm supposed I think to take that's seriously. Him. I, I liked Kumail's character a lot because I, I like Kumail. It's hard for me to separate the artist from the art. <laughs> um. Next week on In Conclusion, we start our 75-film in-depth look at Woody Allen. No, absolutely not. Can you separate the art from the artist? Figure out next week. Uh, So Carl says he can't give Arthur the file. Uh, Arthur then snatches the file and runs away to read it like a child. Literally, Uh, I saw a lot of myself in that moment. Yeah. And the reality is that Penny adopted Arthur after he was found abandoned as a baby and she abused him, tying him to a radiator and beating him alongside her abusive boyfriend. And again, I realize there is some reality to this, but in no world does this all happen to one person. In no way. The same guy who was tied to a radiator that gets beat up by teenagers. Yeah. What are the odds? Some, what are the odds? Some, some people just have bad luck, Dan. Not this bad of luck. Maybe this bad. <laughs> Defend him. Uh, no. So Arthur returns to the hospital and he says that he thought that his life was a tragedy, but then it's a fucking comedy. And then he smothers her to death and her heart monitor does not change pace at all when he does this. Hmm keeps beeping along yep so did it happen did any of this happen i don't know i honestly don't know what's real and what's not in this movie i'm just doing my best to have a good time uh arthur goes back home breaks into sophie's apartment she's terrified arthur asks her if she's ever had a really bad day um oh, this part's really creepy then we figure out that she was all in his head all the things Sad. that we saw it was just him alone sure i rolled my eyes when i first saw it i rolled my eyes again oh my gosh okay well it's also a lot less interesting to have her be a figment of his imagination i kind of like that though i thought it was a good twist i was twisted but this doesn't need a twist i was twisted and i had a good time i just want a twisted tea that sounds kind of good is that just spiked iced tea? Yeah. Hmm. Never had it. Uh, Arthur gets ready for his appearance on Murray's show by painting his face white. That's the most terrifying look of all when he just has white. Like, Oh, God. Yeah, he looks like a freaking mime. It's terrifying. Looks like the ring. Yeah, that too. Uh, he's visiting his apartment by Randall and another co-worker, little Randall, Gary. Uh, they offer condolences about Penny's death. But then Randall mentions the detectives going to their apartments to ask questions. And Arthur realizes that Randall is only seeking a way to use Arthur to cover himself. And then he snaps and stabs Randall in the neck and face and smashes his head against the wall and kills him. And it's very bloody. 
It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then Gary, having seen this, um, asks why he's doing this and begs him to let him go. And Arthur agrees. He's like, you're the only one who ever treated me nice. Okay. And then he plays a prank on him by, by scaring him, by jumping out at him. Like, I'm going to kill you. No, Just kidding. Because he's... All that's missing is a tattoo on his forehead that says damaged. You just wiped the smile right off my face. I hope Suicide you saw Squad. that. Suicide Squad. 2016. Oh. Uh, and then Gary tries to undo the lock on Arthur's door, but he can't because it's too tall. And then Arthur opens the door for him. And he thanks Gary for being the only person in his life who was nice to him. Then he kisses him on the forehead and lets him go. And this movie isn't over yet. No, it'll never be over, Dan. Because you want to know what the next scene is? What? You've seen it. You've all seen it. You've mocked it's it. It's the iconic You've recreated moment. it. You've found the staircase in Brooklyn and redone it. Iconic. Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2 plays as Arthur dances down the steps. I like it. Here's my, I think this is played for comedy. I think this is supposed to be a comedic scene until mm-hmm. the dramatic violin comes in. Um, similar to Emo Peter in Spider-Man 3, which is also oh, a comedic scene. Uh, but that was funny. And this wasn't it... funnier than I think this. they're both pretty cringe. Uh, so... The detectives find him. They move to arrest him. Arthur runs down into the subway where a bunch of other citizens are dressed like clowns because they're inspired from the murders. Uh, Arthur hides his face with a clown mask, which for you professional wrestling fans out there is like Sting hiding his face with a Sting mask. If you don't know it, look it up. Lord above. Anna just rolled her, did a whole body roll instead of just her eyes. I'm weary, Dan. Uh, And then... A brawl breaks out in the train cars. Arthur gets away and Burke accidentally shoots a clown to the death when they're struggling with his gun. The clowns pull the detective out of the subway and they start beating them. Yeah, Arthur gets away. And then the clip that'll be played in all those TikTok montages of like coolest shots ever. It's Arthur walking out of the subway lighting a cigarette. Okay, it is pretty cool though. It doesn't... uh, visually yeah it looks cool it doesn't mean anything i liked it <laughs> I'm, was... i don't have any good reasons behind why i liked them are there anything about this movie i just liked it you know it's just the vibes it's the vibes dan uh at the tv station arthur is introduced to murray and his agent the real star of the film gene played by mark Marin. You're yawning. I say Mark Maron's name and you yawn. I'm yawning because I'm tired, Dan, but also yes. Uh, So Arthur asks Murray to introduce him as Joker, uh, since Murray referred to him after playing his clip. And Murray asks Arthur if the clown makeup has a political thing. And Arthur says, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in anything. Wow, what a statement. 
what it's a reflection of the world i'm gonna throw myself into a piece of glass uh, while waiting to be introduced arthur sees murray play another joke of him struggling to tell a joke and then arthur the joke that he tells is a classic self-deprecating joke mm-hmm. it was I'm good at those and it's growing up i used to tell people that i was going to be a comedian and nobody would laugh and then they would laugh at me well now i'm here and no one's laughing now that is a setup and a punchline. Why are they treating it like it's some, like, oh, wow, that's so horrible. It's maybe not the, a good joke, but it's not, like, dead silence office air conditioner. I feel like it's just overused. In 1981, Gotham, was it? Okay, maybe not in Gotham City. Yeah, come on. But in, here in Wisconsin. <laughs> here in the paragon of comedy, Wisconsin. Amen. Where all comedy emerges from, from the dairy. Uh, Arthur dances out in the spotlight. He goes out as the show begins. He tells Murray a joke, which he laughs because it's dark and no one else does, except for the 12-year-old in the back of the theater who's like, <laughs> I'm edgy. Oh, no, I don't have time for any edgelords. Please. Uh, no one else finds the joke funny. Arthur gets confronted, and then he confesses to the subway murders. Uh, the audience and Murray realize he's serious. Arthur I says they only, they only care about the victims because Thomas Wayne spoke for them. But anyone else like Arthur would just be ignored and walk over. Mm. And then Arthur asks if he could tell another joke. This part gives me anxiety, even though I knew what was going to happen. I what still do you had major get, anxiety. What do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash? You get what you fucking deserve. Bang. Can I say something that's going to sound bad? Sure. I loved that scene. Really? Yeah. Because it it's realistic. Something mm. somebody who thinks they're being edgy would say. Tell me I'm wrong. I dare okay. you to tell me I'm wrong. I am not I'm not saying that you're wrong. I don't think that the scene is realistic. I think okay. what Arthur says could be realistic. Yeah. Uh, Murray's responses. He would be getting screamed in his ear to get this oh, man yeah. off the stage. They oh, would yeah. just they would just stop. It's not this is not live. It's live no. to tape. They would just stop it. Yeah. They'd be like, get the loony off the stage. Yeah, um, like a producer would come out and just grab him, and then that's not what happens. Yeah, this is a world. Uh, the audience runs away in terror, and then the news of the murder immediately hits the airwaves, and Arthur laughs genuinely for the first time in his life, and we're all happy for him. Are we? You are. Uh, Gotham I'm, I'm is just having a good time. <laughs> Gotham is overrun with rioting citizens dressed as clowns. After hearing what Arthur did, the Waynes, I don't know why we see this, but the Waynes leave a movie theater as there's rioting going on in the streets. And they go down a dark alleyway. And when they do, they get mugged. And her, his mom's pearl necklace gets ripped. And Bruce's parents get killed. Why do we see that? Because that's why Batman started being Batman. For the 900th time on film. 
Now, let it be known, Gage said that he was wondering if this was only included to show Batman and then to show that maybe there was this guy called himself the Joker, but then there was a copycat Joker, and that copycat Joker became the actual Batman villain. Yeah, uh, maybe. This is what happens when you watch a superhero movie with superhero nerds. Uh, is he saying this in response to the new Batman movie and like no, it takes he's place just, in the same world? No, he's just theorizing about okay. how we could have an adult Joker with a child Bruce Wayne when most of the time Bruce Wayne and Joker look to be very similar in age. You know how in Futurama Fry falls backwards into that cryogenic freezing thing? Mm-hmm. I imagine the Joker does until Bruce ages up. That makes sense. It's as realistic as the movie is. I'll um, accept it. So Arthur has been arrested. He's taken into police custody. He does that hanging his head out the window thing. Um, yeah, the clowns, also a very beautiful shot. The clown ambulance runs into the car, uh, which kills the cops and frees Arthur. And then he is treated as a Jesus figure. Uh, he gets the recognition that he has long desired and he dances to the cheering. Uh, he spreads the blood from his bleeding nose across his upper lip and grins Disgusting. elevated like a god. And then in the postscript of the film, he is locked up in Arkham Asylum. He laughs after telling this story and visualizes a young Bruce standing over his parents in the alley. He realizes that he has turned Bruce into himself. Arthur mm. laughs some more, finding it hilarious. His new social worker asks if he wants to tell her a joke, and he says that he wouldn't get it. And then later he walks out of the room, leaving a trail of bloody footprints behind as he's chased mm -hmm. by orderlies. And then my two, my two new favorite words in the English language pop up as the credits start to roll, and they are the end. Dan! <laughs> And that, for better or for worse, is Joker. Jokey, we did it. We talked Joker. about it. Joker. I loved it. Oh, why? I you've said it's because of the vibes, but like, can you I put it into words? Story. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I hadn't seen King of Comedy or Taxi Driver before watching this for the very first time, mm -hmm. so I. This was all new to me. So that was fun. Yeah. You know? I do see the influence. I know you said it's pretty much plagiarism, but I think a lot of it does come down to, like, appreciating and taking this character that's usually... I mean, Batman villains are often portrayed as stupid and goofy. Yeah. Now, obviously, when Dark Knight and stuff came out, that wasn't as much the case, but you think of the traditional portrayal of all the Batman characters, and they're all idiots, full stop. Mm -hmm. At least all the men are. All the women are sexy. Um, <laughs> am I wrong? No, you're right. Are you saying um, that Jim Carrey's Riddler isn't just a paragon of sex? No, I am not saying that. I absolutely. I'm looking at my Jim, my Jim Carrey Riddler pop because I have a collection mm -hmm. of the Riddler pop Funkos. I have four of them. I love them. Not sexy. Mm. None of them are sexy. Disappointing. You know who's sexy? 
kind of oh. was like in Paul Dano. He was looking kind of kind of good. Wow. But he's also kind of looking like Patrick Stump, so I don't know how I feel. Was he more than you bargained for yet? I've been dying to tell you. Finish your Joker thought. Uh, my Joker thought. I like, I just, I like, I like it. It's a good edgy movie, and Mm -hmm. I, I don't want anyone to take it and make it more than it is supposed to be. I like just a nice dark retelling, but it's not the same dark retelling where it's just all... Ooh, murder, murder, murder. This is like an actual story about this person's life. It's slice of life. I get that. Yeah. I, I, I understand I understand your view. My issue with it, uh, and why I say it's almost plagiarism, is it is I am not saying that it is bad in any way to take inspiration from previous films. Mm-hmm. Um my problem is that this takes inspiration but doesn't build upon them. There is nothing added by Joker Mm -hmm. compared to what you see in The King of Comedy or in Taxi Driver or in The Dark Knight or in plenty of other movies about a a sad loner. Um, All right, yeah. So people have said that this movie is deep. Okay, I wouldn't say that. No, this movie is not deep. Mm -mm. Um, It is very. It is the 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 whole message is the world is mean. Yeah. Right. That's so okay. And Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to get from that? Um, Yeah, I don't think this movie's deep at all. People who think it are it's deep are the same people who thought somebody was going to shoot a school up because they watched this movie. Yeah. Um, there was another review that I saw was, yeah, of course you think that it's deep when you've only ever been in a kiddie pool. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, so I, I do have some trivia for you. There is, you're going to be shocked to hear there's a lot of trivia. Woo, uh, let's get going. Available for this. Uh, so just the casting what ifs. Okay. Uh, Considered for the role of the Joker, Bill Skarsgård, <gasps> King, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, he's too not crazy, uh, or crazy in a less handsome. fun way. Yeah. Um, for Thomas Wayne, Vigo Mortensen, and Alec Baldwin. Vigo okay. Mortensen from Lord of the Rings. Alec yeah, Baldwin I know Vigo. I know him. Uh, for Zazie Beetz's role, Shailene Woodley. Nope. Uh, Dakota Johnson. Oh. I mean, if Ellen was the Joker, it would have gone great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I invited you, Ellen. No, I did. God, triggered. <laughs> Uh, Aja Naomi King from How to Get Away with Murder and Mary Elizabeth Winstead who played um, who was then in Birds of Prey uh, oh, and she okay. was she was Ramona mm-hmm. in Scott Pilgrim okay thank you I knew the name sound familiar I just couldn't think of who it was 
Francis McDormand was offered the part of Pl- of Penny before Francis Conroy was cast. Okay. And that that reads. Um, Martin Scorsese was was rumored to direct the film. Interesting. But his lifelong distaste for comic book movies meant he was never comfortable with how the movie would have to end with him becoming the Joker. Because he liked the Arthur Fleck character. He didn't like the Joker part. The character is the Joker. I don't know what you want from me. Um, So in the original script, Arthur told the joke that he was thinking of to his psychiatrist and that was that he killed Thomas and Martha himself and left Bruce Wayne to cry before turning back and killing the boy. Mm. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, so a version that was in a version of the script that leaked in May 2019. Um, so this was Todd Phillips second non- straight up comedy movie um he directed the hangover trilogy and yeah old school and road trip and those but he also directed war dogs with miles teller oh i um, don't which... know her i know miles teller i don't know that movie though yeah uh this was the first major r-rated comic book movie um okay yeah for better or for worse. I liked it. Said the F word a lot. It did, it did. I mean, like, it's an R-rated movie, so of course it's going to fucking say the F word. I say the F word a lot, Dan. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> uh, so, this movie uh, made the song Rock and Roll Part 2 popular again, which is the song, the down, 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 down. Oh, yeah. Hey! That they play at all sports games. I was going to say, I played at sports games, yeah. Yeah, and Gary Glitter has himself has long since sold the commercial rights of the song in America, which means Uh that none of the royalties are going to the pockets of a convicted pedophile. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, I got scared, Dan. (laughs) Ooh! Well, I'm glad to hear he sold the rights and a pedophile is not getting any money. Yeah. Um, no time this was the pedophiles. first R-rated movie to make a billion dollars at the box office. And it was oh. not released in China. Hmm. Interesting. Why wasn't it released in China? Just because of the... Um, the themes, I guess. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. And Clown Mask Rioters used as extras for the subway scene Mm -hmm. uh, said that they were locked in the subway car for hours against some union rules. And Mm -hmm. all of their attempts to bring it up were ignored until some of them had to urinate out the window. Warner Brothers, get your fucking act together. Um, And in the Italian dub of the movie, Arthur Fleck is voiced by actor... Adriano Giannini, uh, and his father, Giancarlo Giannini, was Jack Nicholson's Italian voice actor who played uh, the Joker in Tim Burton's Batman. Mm. So the Joker is the son of the Joker. Oh, I love that. 
And that's all the trivia that I have for you. But Anna, I have a very important yeah. question. Yes. Would this movie be better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as the Joker? I think Joaquin Phoenix really put his whole finosy into this. I, I'm surprised you didn't go with Wakusi. Yeah, I guess that was the obvious option. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think Joaquin Phoenix did a really good job with this movie. Mm-hmm. And I love Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but I don't know that I think he is of the same caliber as Joaquin Phoenix. Um, that is, you are the only person to think that. Oh, think okay. That Jonathan Taylor Thomas is not in the same caliber as... I think two-time now Oscar-winning actor Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just for reference, the actors that Joaquin Phoenix beat for Best Actor this year: mm-hmm. Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, okay, uh, Antonio Banderas for Pain <gasps> and Glory, Hi Antonio, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Hi Adam, and Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hi Leo. Say hi to them in case they're listening. <laughs> yeah, they're big fans. Yeah, um, but I I just think they're that JTT he he could try, but Joaquin has a certain je ne sais quoi for the last this movie. the last time that we saw JTT really dig into his emotions when acting mm-hmm. was that one episode of Home Improvement where he might have cancer. Oh, I knew that's what you were gonna say. That's a good episode. It's a good app. I think Very he could sad. do it. I think he could do it based off of that nearly 30-year-old episode of television. You're right. I would love to see him try. I'll mm-hmm. give him a, a shot. I have low expectations. Sorry, JTT. I'll greenlight it. 15 million budget to reshoot just shots, like to do a shot for shot with just JTT as the Joker. Perfect. Just a green screen. We can we can yeah. green screen him over. Perfect. It's easy. Uh, better or worse than the same with George Clooney? Mm-hmm. We already see him as, as Batman. I want to see him as the Joker. Also the same. Bat nipples. A really yeah. He, we're gonna see joke nipples. He's bat nipples. Yes. <laughs> Give me those um, joke nipples. On a scale of one to five. Knock knock jokes. That Arthur tells. What do you give this? Three and a half. That's lower than I thought. Well, I can't give it a perfect score. I like it, mm-hmm. but it's just dark. I don't know. Three and a half. Oh, you're going to be mad at me. You're going to say like one or some bullshit. You're going to be on your bullshit. This is a movie made by a child with a child's sensibilities and a child's message. My smile was wiped off my face. One star. I knew your ass was going to say something goofy. Come on. To once again quote the one Shakespeare quote that I have memorized. Mm -hmm. The outlook wasn't bright for the Mudville 9 that day. That is not. (laughs) No, it is. Got me messed up today. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. What is that from? It's the last line of Macbeth. Of course. Uh, do you have anything else to add? 
Dan, I hope for episode 200 you find more joy. Oh, yeah, we need to figure out what's going to be our 200 episode spectacular. Like, hmm, we'll what? have to come back to I don't know what I yeah. feel strongly about. That's me. Like, we'll figure it out. We'll but figure anyway. it out. We got time. Um, before I give you all the info of where to find us on social media and everything, um, I just want to say a very sincere thank you to everybody who has listened. Uh, yeah. to all of our episodes or some of our episodes, any of our episodes uh, over this past two and a handful years. That didn't logically make sense how I had said that. Two years and a handful of days. Um, it's been fun doing this. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, Anna, for agreeing to permanently co-host You're after welcome, the first Dan. episode. I love our weekly recordings and chit-chats. It brings me such joy. Yes. Um, so, yeah, big thank you to everyone. Yes. Um, if you ever have a movie that we want to talk about, let us know, and you can do so on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, at and in conclusion on Instagram, at in conclusion podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can find me on twitter at dan o'keefe 86 and on tiktok at not dan o'keefe anna where can they berate you you can compliment me only on instagram at Optimus prime 818 or you can find me and pictures of my sink before it got fixed on twitter at autobots roll out capital o for auto capital b for bots capital r for roll in the o and roll in the o and out are zeros now if uh, you'll excuse me dan i have a sink to go cry over excitement over in tears of excitement only uh so just because this is the end of episode 100 doesn't mean that we won't be back next week we Mm -hmm. will and we're really leaning heavily into my fatherliness because for the next three movies we are doing war movies with our guest austin sackett and the first movie we will be talking about because as we get close to memorial day Uh, The movie we'll be talking about next week is the Steven Spielberg epic Saving Private Ryan. Matt Damon's in it. God be with me. And Tom Hanks. T. Hanks. And Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. I forgot Vin Diesel was in it. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting because I've seen bits of this and I thought Tom Hanks was Private Ryan. That is not correct. It's Matt Damon. (laughs) So... Get excited for Anna to finally figure out who exactly is Private Ryan. <laughs> In the who meantime, are we storing beaches for? Everybody stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. I got another confession to make. I'm your fool. Creative Land Podcast.